Welcome to Healthy Spine, Happy Life with your host, Dr. Kay Fontana. Over the next hour, Dr. Kay and her guests will provide you with the keys to freedom from back pain without medication or surgery. Now, here is Dr. Kay. Hello, thank you for joining me on Healthy Spine, Happy Life. This is Dr. Kay Fontana, the Healthy Spine Coach. And today I'm actually going solo because I want to share with you my freedom resolution to back pain. And as you know, that I am all about relieving back pain issues. So as I as I mentioned in previous episodes that I have been in the healthcare industry for decades. And in the early 1990s to about mid-2000s, I worked in the field of emergency services, emergency medical services as an EMT, paramedic, volunteer, firefighter, and an EMS trainer for a 911 system. Now, during my time as a paramedic and firefighter, I sustained several back and neck injuries that plagued me for several years. And a few years ago, I sustained another debilitating back injury with the worst pain that I had ever experienced in my entire life. It was excruciating. And I was, and at that time, after going to a chiropractor for quite some time, three times a week, I was on a mission to find the best holistic methods for healing back pain. And and stumbled on the freedom resolution. And basically what the freedom resolution is, it involves seven key elements for reducing inflammation that contribute to pain. Now, the first one in the freedom resolution is functional nutrition. So what is functional nutrition? And there's, there's, two schools of thought on this. There's functional medicine and then there's functional nutrition. And they are sometimes used together or sometimes used, um, you know, as, as the same thing, but there's, there is some differentiation between the two. Now, functional medicine follows an approach to healthcare that takes into consideration each system in the body and that they're all interrelated, which they are. And this strategy seeks to look at the big picture of health by restoring physiological functioning in each one of those body systems. Now with functional nutrition, it takes it a little step deeper because symptoms are seen as clues for managing your primary health issues. Now, whether they are related to diet, illness, medications, lifestyle factors, exposure to toxins, antibiotic use, or other factors. So in order to understand them, a few things really need to take place first. And those involve a comprehensive evaluation of previous medical history. Now, you know, when you go to the doctor and the first time they see you, they have you uh, fill out a survey of health questions. And those health questions are about your previous surgeries, previous health issues, medications, and things of that nature. However, Functional nutrition goes much deeper because it looks at your entire medical history and going back to childhood. Now, um, 
also needed is a review of organ systems and how everything is functioning, a review of medication and supplement history, your current diet and lifestyle habits, a review of previous medical testing and results, and nutrient tests to gauge potential deficiencies. Because it's likely that some of the issues that you're having may be as a result of hormonal imbalances or uh, chemical deficiency like iron or magnesium, so things of that nature. So functional nutrition really takes a deep look at all those factors, and these kind of lead into the other factors that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Now, with functional nutrition, we consider food as medicine. Now, you remember back in the day, back in the 70s, where the old food pyramid was brought to our attention. Now, this food pyramid, you know, contained your servings of starches and fruits and vegetables and protein and oils and nuts and things of that nature. But if you looked at it really carefully, um, it had six to 11 servings of bread, rice, cereal, and pasta. Now that's 40% of our diet. Now think about what we see today. Is that really a sustainable lifestyle when you're putting 40% of your diet into starches, okay? So now prior to the food pyramid in the 70s, ancient cultures used natural remedies and gifts from the earth to treat and cure illness. And from the ancient Ayurvedic medicine to traditional Chinese medicine, herbs, tonics, and teas were used to treat ailments. And these sound like more healthy practices of practices of food as medicine. So now you look at the food pyramid and it is some of the updated versions of it and and by other sources include a mass ma mass majority of the of the pyramid is around whole foods and we're talking we're talking uh fruits and vegetables and healthy oils and and um good proteins so Plant-based eating is where I'm going with that. Now, there's there are debates about plant-based eating, whether you're getting enough protein or not. But personally, I believe it is healthier for the body and better for the planet. Now, plant-based means that the majority of food comes from plants and whole foods. You may also consider yourself a vegetarian or even a vegan, which means no animal products at all. And that includes honey because the honey comes from bees. So it is actually a personal preference of which direction that you want to go. But foods that you should include in your meal every day are, and we're going back to those plant-based um, fruits and vegetables and other and healthy fats are G-bombs and superfoods. Now, G-bombs stands for greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, seeds. 
And I live off of these every single day. Now, my daughter came over to visit one day and she opened the refrigerator to get something and said, wow, you have a garden in here. And it's like, yeah, I do. Because my refrigerator is full, is always stocked with fresh produce and probably takes up more space than the rest of the items in there. So these things contribute to healthy balance and nutrients. You know, you're getting your greens, you're getting all your vitamins in, in your greens and your beans are a source of protein and onions and mushrooms and berries and seeds. And they all contribute to not only reducing inflammation, but creating health and wellness in the body. Now, I also want to talk about intermittent fasting. Now, intermittent fasting means that your window of meals is actually shorter than your window of fasting. It allows your body to heal so in so many ways. Now, the benefits of intermittent fasting include weight loss, better sleep, improved insulin sensitivity, and reduced inflammation. Now, ex an example of intermittent fasting um, an intermittent fasting schedule might be starting your first meal at 10 o'clock in the morning and your last meal at seven o'clock at night. So that would be nine hours of meals and 16 hours of fasting. Now that has worked really well for me, but I've also gone as far as starting at noon and ending at five, which would be five hours of meals and 19 hours of fasting. And it is also believed that intermittent fasting can also reset your immune system. Now, I want to mention that that period of eating is not constant. You're not just grazing all day. You're having a meal maybe at 10 o'clock and maybe another one at 2 and another one at 7. Or maybe you're having your first meal at at uh, nine o'clock in the or 10 o'clock in the morning and then you're ending at five but you're only having two at most three meals a day so you're not actually eating that whole entire time i don't want you to think that that whole uh five hours of eating is going to be just grazing all day long you have to have those breaks for digestion okay now another thing that uh one of my previous guests on this show was Julie Kodachek with Epicure. I love Epicure. And what sets Epicure apart from any prepackaged food and seasoning is their never ever list of ingredients that cause health problems. Epicure will never add any ingredient on their extensive list to any of their products. And I really advise you to, if you haven't listened to that show, go back and listen to it because it really explains the importance of the, the, the ingredients in your food that you would typically see in a grocery store in, a, in prepackaged food and prepackaged seasonings, things that cause health problems, not only inflammation, but a whole list of, of health issues that you want to avoid. Now, the next area is rest and relaxation. Now, we have an incredibly busy life. You know, we have work, family, home, and these keep us going round the clock. 
So relaxation and recreation are necessary. Sleep is vital to our health and well-being, and we should be getting at least seven to nine hours of sleep a night. More is better. And during sleep, our body repairs itself and detoxes. So sleep is like a reset button. And there are ways to track your sleep to gauge the quality of your sleep. And I use an app called Sleep Cycle, which has been tremendously beneficial. And I use it every single night. Sleep Cycle tracks what time you went to bed and when you woke up. And it also tracks the quality of your sleep, including how many times you woke up in the middle of the night, when you were in regular sleep or where you were in deep sleep and what time you actually got to sleep versus what time you went to bed and what time you actually woke up versus what time you shut off the sleep cycle. So on a scale of zero to 100%, it will tell you how you scored on the quality of your sleep. Now, this app has been incredibly helpful if you toss and turn in the middle of the night or if you have trouble getting to sleep, and you'll know exactly how long you were counting sheep before you finally dozed off. Now, I I really recommend creating rituals for sleep. So nighttime rituals can include prayer, writing in a gratitude journal, taking a relaxing hot bath with candles and essential oils or yoga, drinking herbal tea or reading before you drift off to sleep. You know, as part of the nighttime ritual, it is important to turn off your electronics at least 30 minutes, but preferably an hour before going to sleep because your mind sees that light and thinks that it's time to stay up. But if you shut off all your electric, your electronics, then going to sleep will be a lot easier. So your bedtime ritual um, may also include using white noise or diffusing essential oils such as lavender to help with a good night's sleep. Now, recreation is important as well. And recreation is so important to maintaining healthy balance in your life. Recreation releases those happy hormones that help us get through our busy lives. And it means, and it might mean different things to different people, but for everyone, it is whatever makes you happy. And that may be playing a sport or doing yoga, going camping, crafting, playing a game with family. It is whatever lights you up and create some meaning to you and and takes you away from the daily grind of everything else in life. Now, the next, the third area is energy healing and connection. Now, so what is this process of energy healing? Well, our bodies are made up of energy. Now, do you remember um, your school science classes and the study of atoms and molecules? Atoms are the basic building blocks of everything that exists, earth, water, animals, people, and the car you drive. Animals are made up of proteins. Atoms are made up of protons, which are positively charged particles, and neutrons, which have no charge, and electrons, which are negatively charged particles. So on the periodic table of elements, you will find 118 elements in chemistry. Many of these elements exist in the human body, including oxygen, hydrogen, carbon, nitrogen, and uh, many others. But atoms bind together to make molecules such as water, which is H2O, or two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom. 
Now, our bodies are made up of about 60% water, and we know that water is a conductor of electricity, and where there's electricity, there's energy. See how it all fits together? And I bet you didn't know that your science class, your fifth grade science class was going to help you be healthy, but it does. So your body functions with electrical impulses. Our cells conduct electrical currents, and these currents are necessary for the nervous system to send signals throughout the brain and body. That's what makes us move, think, breathe, and live. And with our bodies, we have meridian points, which are our body's energy pathways. These energy pathways are responsible for keeping us physically and emotionally balanced. Now, there are a few different types of energy healing, but essentially the goal is of each is to restore the body's energy pathways using different techniques. Now, EFT also known as tapping, the um, emotional freedom technique is one of my favorites. It is one of those tools that you can use for everyday use, as well as a quick fix to address an immediate issue. Now, I previously had a guest on my show by the name of Lindley Welty, who shared her work with EFT. And I encourage you to listen to that episode called Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. She was fabulous. Now, Qigong is my favorite. I am a certified instructor in Satori Qigong, and this is a daily practice that has so many benefits, including strengthening um, organs, lowering heart rate, building bone density, improving circulation, improving balance and flexibility, increasing injury recovery, and reducing pain, and so many more, which is why it's my favorite, because it is so beneficial to so many areas of health and wellness. So not only is it considered a type of energy healing, it is also considered exercise. So it has double the benefits. Now, Reiki is the energy that that connects our higher self with everything around us. We can use Reiki energy to help us balance our own energy bodies. Intuitively, we have always used Reiki without even knowing it. What happens when you injure yourself, you such as hitting your knee on the coffee table, you inst instinctively hold it. And when you do, you are drawing Reiki energy to the knee to help it recover. Now, you probably thought, well, I never, I never use Reiki. I've never even heard of Reiki. I don't even know what it is. But you actually use it without knowing it. Now, sound healing is a beautiful technique of using sound to help balance your body's energy systems. Now, sound is energy. Think about it. You know, you imagine the sound waves vibrating. It's all energy. And sound healing can include crystals, singing bowls, drums, bells, gongs, or other instruments to bring the body back into balance. And the sounds are beautiful. And if you have ever gone to a, a sound bath or gong bath, they are amazing. You go into a room filled with crystal singing bowls and gongs, and somebody is actually directing all the sound that goes on. And you just lie there in this state of 
of relaxation and it is so beautiful and peaceful so sound healing is a fabulous way to get back into your body's balance and inner and balance your energy system now when i return we're going to take a quick break and when i return we're going to go i'll go more into the freedom resolution to back pain so please stay tuned we'll be right back become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Spine, Happy Life. If you have questions for Dr. K or her guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show with Kay. Welcome back to Healthy Spine, Happy Life. This is Dr. Kay Fontana, the Healthy Spine Coach. I'm going to continue sharing information about the freedom resolution to back pain. The next section is, or the next area, key ingredient is exercise and stimulation. Now, um... Previously on my show, I had a guest by the name of Jane Craman, where the entire episode was on myofascial release therapy. She is amazing at what she does. And this myofascial release uh, therapy is such an important area because it really talks about how she shares how the issues that we have are in the tissues. And I would love for you to revisit that episode of Jane Creman, myofascial release therapy, because she did such a fabulous job explaining 
what fascia is and how we can how we can help move how how we can help healing through this type of therapy. Now in exercise, um, we want to get moving and it doesn't really matter how we move. It doesn't matter what we're doing. Of course, it's going to be something that is approved by your physician because you don't ever want to do an exercise or an activity that is going to injure yourself or contribute to your existing pain issues. So exercise doesn't have to be intense. It doesn't have to be um, it doesn't have to be running. It doesn't have to be weightlifting. It doesn't have to be going to the gym. It can be something, it can be whatever resonates with you, what is comfortable for you, and what will help you. So you don't ever want to do anything that is going to create pain, to cause more pain or discomfort or injure yourself. So that's why we always recommend to consult your physician first before doing any kind of new exercise therapy. Now, exercise may be walking. You know, walking is a fabulous form of exercise. It is one of the simplest and best movement activities that one can do. And to you can keep track of your steps. You might consider investing in a smartwatch such as a Fitbit or Apple Watch if you haven't already. And, um, you know, smartwatches not only keep track of your steps, but also your heart rate and can set reminders for you to get up and move through the day. I think a lot of issues that we have is with sitting too long. If you have a desk job that you are sitting there for long periods of time, that can create pain and discomfort. And we want to make sure that we get up and move around at least every hour. I once worked in a job where I was at a desk for 12 hours a day and very often didn't have time to get up and move around because I was talking to people on the phone. And it is a very challenging situation when you are stuck in a chair for 12 hours with very minimal breaks because you begin to get stiff and uncomfortable. And not to mention, it's not good for you. Desk jobs are not good for you. You need an opportunity to get up and walk around and move. So, um, if you are interested in any type of exercise, you might join a formal group and it could be a yoga group, Tai Chi, Qigong, or even a dance group. And um, during the COVID epidemic, a lot of the areas were shut down because you couldn't have a lot of people in a room together doing these types of activities. However, now because of the pandemic, Access to these groups are so easy because many of the groups are online and you can do a group session on Zoom. So in, in essence, it actually gave us more opportunities to be well by opening those doors for us to do things online rather than getting in our car and driving to a studio someplace. So you might think, consider types of yoga, 
Pilates. Um, one of my previous guests was Chris Harris of Core Fitness, and she shared the many benefits of Pilates. So I encourage you to listen to that show as well. So you might do Qigong or Tai Chi or many of the other martial arts. And if you are more physical and want to do more physical type movements, then there's also um, programs online. There's also apps online where you can be involved in many different types of, of group activities that are maybe more strenuous than others, but whatever is comfortable for you and is okay by your doctor. Now, the next area I want to discuss is detoxification. Now, I have an interesting story about my life that that uh, involves detoxification. You know, as I consider that my journey with back pain began when I was in kindergarten. Yes, kindergarten. And there is no way that my parents would have ever known this back then because nobody did. No parent in the 1960s would have known what I'm about to share with you and that, that this would lead to back pain. So I started kindergarten when I was four years old and my birthday is the first week of December. So I would be five before Christmas break. This was back in the day when you didn't have to be five to start kindergarten. And as I mentioned, that was back in the 60s. So it was a rough year. I don't remember the details of how everything transpired, but I do remember being in the hospital to get my tonsils removed with my bright pink bright pink stuffed dog at the foot of my bed and it was certainly a scary experience but i but at least i had my favorite stuffed animal there what led up to this event is a bit of a blur but i do remember being sick a lot in kindergarten apparently so much that my teacher told my parents that they needed to pull me out of school and come back the next year because i had maxed out on sick days during the first few months of school i had chronic tonsillitis and strep throat repeatedly during the first part of the year. Each time I was placed on antibiotics. I received so many rounds of antibiotics in a short period of time that my permanent teeth were discolored when they grew in. And they still are to this day. Well, the journey didn't stop there. As a teenager, I had bouts of acne, as many teenagers do. And my parents, God bless them, thought I should see a dermatologist for treatments. The dermatologist tried various things and put me on tetracycline, which is another antibiotic. My acne got worse instead of better, but the dermatologist encouraged me to continue using it and keep taking it because he thought it would get better. So after months of taking this tetracycline, I couldn't take it anymore. I had rashes all over my body and uh, which was not very becoming for a high school girl, especially one about to go to her high school cotillion in an off the shoulder white dress. So after stopping the tetracycline, my acne began to go away. After receiving it as an adult, I experienced a similar rash. So it became apparent to me that all along I was having a reaction to it and should not be taking it. 
In addition to the embarrassment as a teenager and living with discolored teeth since childhood, I now know how antibiotics affect the gut microbiome. Not only do antibiotics kill the bad bacteria in the body, but they kill the good bacteria as well. And studies show that a single course of antibiotics can alter the gut microbiome, and it could take months or even years to recover. So that is really unsettling news. So that, you know, leading to leaky gut syndrome, which is a which is um, a primary cause of inflammation in the body that leads to pain. And so it all makes sense that, that, you know, what's going on in there, you know, having these courses of antibiotics that doctors continuously prescribe to us for just minor things can affect our microbiome and create toxins in our body because they're just sitting in there and creating havoc on all of our, in our internal organs and leading to different ailments and illnesses. So, um, and I'm not telling you to, you know, if you have a serious infection to stop taking your antibiotics. No, you want to have that discussion with your doctor, but I'm just sharing with you that potentially, and that's where functional nutrition comes in, looking at all that history, going back to childhood, that that long-term antibiotics as a child or even a teenager can affect your current state of wellness. So other areas of detoxification include um, fats. Now there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. And fats, you know, you may have heard monounsaturated and polyunsaturated. They are good for your heart and cholesterol. They can help you lower the risk of heart disease while lowering bad cholesterol and raising good cholesterol. Cold pressed, expeller pressed, and extra virgin and non-GMOs are things to look for, for in oils. Now, cold pressed and expeller pressed are very similar. Cold pressing involves obtaining oils by crushing the seeds. Neither heat nor chemicals are used in this process. Expeller pressed involves squeezing the seeds using continuous pressure, which may produce minimal heat, even though no heat is actually added to the process. Extra virgin oil is made by cold pressing. So the best oils to use are extra virgin olive oil and avocado oil and coconut oil, provided they are cold pressed or virgin and unrefined. Grapeseed oil is also good as long as it's cold pressed, expeller pressed, or virgin. Now, these oils go back to what I was talking about, um, you know, food as medicine. You know, we want to make sure that we are eating proper foods that are not contributing to our, to our illnesses or inflammation. Now, the other oils, despite what commercials on television say about canola, corn, and vegetable oils, they are bad. The same goes for safflower and sunflower oils. And a majority of products in the market today use all of these. They include GMOs or genetically modified organisms and are highly toxic. They are highly refined using high heat and infused with hexane. Now that can't be good, which I'll cover that in a minute, but chemically alters the oils to extend their shelf life. This process turns oils that were originally polyunsaturated into trans fats. 
So hexane, according to the Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA, hexane is used to extract edible oils from seeds and vegetables, such as soybeans, peanuts, and corn, as a special use solvent and as a cleaning agent. When inhaled, it is actually a neurotoxin. Of course, you're not going to inhale your oils, but I want you to be aware of the chemical processes in these unhealthy oils. Now, you may have used uh, cooking sprays on your pans, and they are not recommended on cookware for this reason. Most use propellants, which are also toxic and contain lecithin that builds up on nonstick cookware, eventually degrading the cooking surface. It will ruin your nonstick cookware. However, Chosen Foods has made an avocado oil spray that is expeller pressed and contains no chemicals or propellants. It's 100% pure avocado oil which makes it a good choice for cooking. Now that leads me to cookware. Um, what is in your kitchen? Do you have to use plastics, pots and pans, food storage? Now we talked about that nonstick cookware. That nonstick cookware may or may not be bad depending on if it's Teflon, it's bad. But if it's ceramic, it's good. So, um, you know, what is in your kitchen? You should be using... Uh, you should be using stainless steel, cast iron, or ceramic or glass as your cookware. And you should eliminate all um, food storage containers that are plastic because those can emit toxins into your food. So you're best using glass. And the same with your drinkware, you know, eliminating any plastics that you have um, using for food or drinking is important. Now, the, another area of toxins, and there are many disputes over it, but gluten. And personally, gluten feeds inflammation. And I have actually proven that theory when I feel discomfort in my back after eating bread with gluten. And it contributes to inflammation. And gluten at all in anything and various illnesses, you know, if you have digestive issues, if you have celiac disease or Crohn's disease or any type of, of illness that is related to inflammation, then gluten is ultimately bad for you. And I would not recommend anyone eating gluten. And personally, I don't even know why it's on the market, but it is. And sometimes it's unavoidable, but just to be aware that that can contribute to inflammation that ultimately leads to pain. So when we come back, we're going to take another short break. We are going to cover the last few elements of the freedom resolution to back pain. So please come back and stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you a woman suffering from chronic back pain due to a work-related injury? Women in emergency services, police, fire, medical, and healthcare run the risk of back injuries due to the intense physical demands of their job. Tune into Healthy Spine, Happy Life 
which focuses on holistic and natural alternatives to healing back pain, such as energy medicine, functional nutrition, qigong, aromatherapy, and more. Join host Dr. Kay Fontana and her guests for their discussions centered around proven practices that will change the course of back pain into vibrant health and energy without medication or surgery. Healthy spine, happy life. Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to Healthy Spine, Happy Life. If you have questions for Dr. K or her guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show with Kay. Welcome back to Healthy Spine, Happy Life. This is Dr. Kay Fontana, the Healthy Spine Coach. And I have been sharing my freedom resolution to back pain. And the last few elements I want to share with you kind of tie everything together. Now, oxygenation is, is the sixth area. Now, our breath, the way you breathe is essential to your state of health. Have you ever noticed yourself holding your breath when maybe listening to an intense conversation or watching a suspenseful movie? Sometimes we are not aware of it, but we're actually holding our breath in and we're not breathing fully to the extent that we need to. Now, your posture contributes a lot to how you breathe. Have you noticed that People on their cell phones, how they're all slouched over and, you know, whether you're sitting at a computer or you're on your cell phone or tablet, that that your posture is terrible. Um, there's a thing called text neck, you know, with people using their cell phones all the time because they're always hunched over. Now, think about it. Try just try this exercise with me and and kind of slouch over a little bit while pretending to use your cell phone, or maybe you have your cell phone handy and try to do it. And then try to take a deep breath. Can you really take a deep breath when you're sitting like that? Now I want you to pull your shoulders back and expand your chest, allowing more oxygen to be carried throughout your body. Now take a deep breath. Do you feel that that air going in is a lot deeper and fuller than it was when you were slouched over at your cell phone? So that is why 
the breath is so important and why your posture is so important to oxygenation in your body. Because your posture allows, depending on how you're sitting, you're standing, you're laying, your posture contributes to how much air that you're able to breathe, how much oxygen you're able to breathe in. The more oxygen you breathe in, the more that flows through your tissues and cells and your cells need oxygen to live. Now, another area of oxygenation is actually water. Now, not only is water essential to keeping your body functioning properly, it carries nutrients and oxygen to the cells in your body. So with the breath and your water, you are oxygenating your cells in the body. Now, I want to share with you some interesting findings from a book called Your Body's Many Cries for Water by Dr. F. Batman Gelich. Don't ask me to spell it. It's quite lengthy. But Dr. Batman Gelich states that pain cannot be explained by injury or infection is a cry for water. Pain signals should be first considered as an indicator for dehydration before any other complicated procedures are used. Now think about that that we're experiencing pain in our body and possibly one of the primary solutions is drinking more water. Now, water is my staple of life. I carry water no matter where I go. I use a stainless water pitcher glass thing container and I put it in my purse and it goes with me everywhere. I don't leave home without it because I drink water all day long and it is so essential to your health. Now, Dr. Botman Gelich also says that the pains of dehydration include dyspeptic pain, rheumatoid arthritis pain, anginal and heart pain on walking or even rest, low back pain, intermittent leg pain on walking, migraine and hangover pain, colitis pain, and its associated constipation, false appendicitis, should first be treated with a regular adjustment to daily water intake. Now, think of all those ailments that I just listed off could be relieved with just drinking more water. Now he suggests two and a half liters in a 24 hour period, which equates to about 85 ounces. And that's not really much more than the daily eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day, which is 64 ounces. So you're just up, upping it 21 ounces. So that's not bad. So joint pain associated with arthritis is also a cry for water. And he says that water is essential for the free movement in the joint capsule. And when dehydrated, the joint becomes inflamed, cartilage becomes damaged, and bone is exposed, resulting in pain. So a well-hydrated joint moves freely. And this is similar to lower back and neck pain. So if you think about all the the benefits of just drinking water 
is amazing. You know, just by drinking, just by increasing your water intake, you are hydrating your cells, you're hydrating your joints, you're hydrating your bones and your cartilage and everything that is involved in moving freely and reducing pain. Now, another area of increasing um, oxygenation is plants. Now, plants, there are so many benefits to having indoor plants. Now, as you know, plants give off oxygen and receive carbon dioxide. So it's the opposite of what we're doing. So it is like the circle of life being in a room full of plants. They are giving you what you need and you're giving them what they need. And according to WebMD, researchers have found that rooms filled with plants have less dust and mold than rooms without plants. The leaves act as natural filters that catch allergens and airborne particles. So essentially they're also reducing toxins. And so some also purify the air. Plants can improve your mood, causing relaxation, and particularly plants that are in bloom. Now, certain plants can also improve humidity that is depleted when using heat and air conditioning. And like, this is very common in Arizona where I live, the AC is running nonstop during the scorching summer months. So the air is really, really dry. And, and then, um, herbs have health benefits such as eating and digestion, and they also help beautify your kitchen. And as I mentioned, some plants actually have relaxing properties and they have first aid properties to heal wounds and burns and aid in faster healing, such as aloe vera plants. So plants are a good thing. And if you, um, if you don't have any, I encourage you to add them into your home because they aid in stress relief, which helps lower blood pressure, heart rate, and stress hormone cortisol. And they are, there are also some that help mental and emotional health, such as with depression and anxiety. And overall, plants beautify your space while providing many health and healing benefits. Now, the next, the last area is meditation and mindfulness. Now, meditation, there are so many benefits to meditation, much like Qigong, reduces stress, which in turn reduces inflammation. Now, I always advise people to set up a spiritual sanctuary for meditation. Now, meditation can take many forms, but if you set up a spiritual sanctuary in your home, it can not only relieve stress, but just bring you some peace of mind. And a sanctuary is a holy or sacred space. Most people are familiar with the word sanctuary as a place for religious worship, but a sanctuary is a place that provides comfort and safety from the chaos of the outside world. And this can be, be a place for a spiritual retreat, contemplation, or silence. Now, life is full of busyness, busyness, like I talked about in rest and relaxation, and meditation is part of that. Um, but meditation can, can just help 
people relax and also improve their state of mind. Now, in meditation, I encourage people to visualize wellness. Now, with back pain, oftentimes we wake up in the morning and say, oh my gosh, you know, my back is killing me. And those thoughts that we put in our mind first thing in the morning carry with us the rest of the day. But if we visualize wellness as when we wake up in the morning, think, oh, this is going to be a wonderful day. I feel great. I am energized. I am ready to take on the world. And perhaps you might incorporate that visualizing wellness into your meditation practice. So use that your spiritual sanctuary as an area where you can visualize your wellness and bring forth those ideas of positive mindset into your life, because those will help you overcome the challenges of your back pain and also set you up for success. Now, you may be asking, well, what is a spiritual sanctuary? I'm not really religious. What do I do? And the thing is about spirituality is that you don't have to be religious to be spiritual. Now, your spiritual sanctuary can be setting up music, you know, calming music. It can be diffusing essential oils. It could be lighting candles or maybe having a book to read of maybe mindfulness practices that you can utilize while you're in your sacred space. So, you know, you can download an app of meditations on your phone and listen to those in your area. But having a quiet space with maybe a table and a chair and a light and any of those items that I suggested, such as, a, you know, a candle, essential oils, maybe some type of of um, icon that you use, whether whether it's a uh, Jesus or Buddha or any other, you know, religious icon that you, you know, if you are religious, that you can include in your, in your spiritual sanctuary, you might add, um, you know, particular, you know, special readings or have a journal by your side, because journaling is, is so helpful in setting yourself up for, that power of a positive mindset and visualizing wellness. What is it that you want to be? You know, what, who is it that you want to be? How do you want to be? Do you want to be healthy and vibrant and pain-free? Then that's what you're visualizing and that's what you're writing about. That's what you're journaling. So meditation and visualization is such an important key when you are overcoming health challenges and that visualizing wellness, you know, sitting in contemplation and really taking a look at what it is, how you want to be. Do you want to be healthy and vibrant? Do you want to be pain-free and imagine yourself, imagine what you would be doing if you didn't have that back pain. So thinking about what are your goals? What are your dreams? What do you want to do? What is it that that lights you up? And, and think about that and meditate on that. Because by setting your goals 
and visualizing that lifestyle without pain can actually reduce your pain. And it is a very, very powerful tool to imagine what you want your life to look at. Now, I hope these steps have been helpful for you. You know, we talked about functional nutrition. We talked about rest and relaxation, about exercise and stimulation and detoxification and energy healing, oxygenation, and also meditation. And that those seven elements create the freedom technique, the freedom um, the freedom resolution to back pain. So thank you for joining me here today on Healthy Spine, Healthy Life. Join me next week, Friday, February 10th at 1 p.m. Pacific. And in the meantime, be well. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Healthy Spine, Happy Life. We hope today's show has helped you learn to manage your back pain or help heal it. Tune in next week for more proven methods. Until then, have a fantastic week.